Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my trusty colleague, uh, Christian Redshaw. Christian, I am super excited for our guest today. Um, guest plural. Guest plural. Yes, that's a um, rarity around these parts, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. One of them is sleep deprived. We'll see if the uh, audience <laughs> can figure out which one it is. Uh, but joining us are the duo from Compile. There is Staz Bajuka. He is the CEO at Compile and also Simon Shattuck. Simon, I've already forgotten what your t- title is, but he's joining us from Australia. You are officially the farthest away guest to ever join us on the podcast. So. New York and Australia. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate being the furthest away. <laughs> <laughs> so th- I'm not sure what time of day it is, but thank you for joining us yeah. uh, uh, on, on, the pa- on the podcast. Uh, I'll start off with just a softball question and maybe Staz, if you want to answer it, and Simon, please, please backfill. What led to the creation of the company? What what was the sort of the reasoning or what what was the energy that led to the creation of the company? And tell us how the two of you met as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So my background is uh, information security. So I've been in this space for 20 plus years. I got every accreditation in this space. Um, what um, my background is financial services specifically. So um, I pretty you know, going into information security on the financial services side, um, it was pretty heavily regulated uh, and compliance was, um, you know, a must right off the bat. So, you know, front office, back office, middle, um, and making sure that those are all separate. Um, so w- where this idea really came from is um, being able to satisfy all the requirements from all the different departments. So all the, you know, compliance requirements, all the internal audit requirements, all the external auditors, all of the uh, HR needs and basically everyone, whenever there was an audit or something that needed to be, that happened um, within an organization, um, everyone would kind of run around like uh, chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, the The idea of Compile was basically uh, let's connect the data from all these different systems into a single platform and then we can start putting reports together and better yet, we can actually start putting, um, you know, managing the organization by exception. What that actually means is, you know, somebody gets added into, you know, the wrong group um, in Active Directory or somebody gets added um, you know, it, into um, into one platform, but not on the other, or the roles are mismatched, and like just being able to just quickly tell um, organizations where things are out of line from what their baseline is, and allow them to make an exception and say, "Yep, that looks fine," or it doesn't. And the best part is, all of it is tracked and managed, and uh, and there's an audit trail. Everything that ever happens um, within within the product that is it today. Uh, where it actually came about was literally trying it out in multiple organizations in real time and building on it gradually until uh until 2019 where we took the uh you know we, we took the gap and act- or we took the, the jump and actually uh built the product and then so how did the man from australia come into play <laughs> so i going back to the financial services uh part i was working for uh i was working for a bank at the time in the uk um and i got approached by a real estate company i mean it's cushman wakefield and they were trying to ipo at the time uh, so they were looking for somebody that had background in financial services and they can help them IPO from a compliance and security side. Um, so I joined them. And then so I was the CISO for EMEA uh, uh, and then Simon was the CISO for APAC. Um, and that's kind of how we met. A couple of CISOs. Yeah, how we met. Right. Yeah. So I, so, I, I basically showed him that I was like, I was quitting and I was like, wait, he's like, why are you quitting? I'm like, I'm doing this. And then he's like, all right, I'm in. And then <laughs> yeah, one thing led to another. Right. And, yeah. and I, I guess I came from managed services where, you know, these are common problems. We w- used to go into companies that would, um, would be constantly struggling with these compliance issues. So when Staz approached me and said, Hey, look, I'm looking at this. It just resonated very quickly. Um, you know, I wanted to be involved. So that's, 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 that's amazing. I, I always, I'm a sucker for origin stories. So I appreciate you both in, in indulging us with that. Um, 
Simon, I'll, I'll ask you, when we're looking at it from an organizational perspective, how, does, how do organizations and companies form a strong security foundation? What, what, what are the basic elements of that? So basic, basic foundational elements of security um, are usually overlooked. The, when, you, when you go into a large organization, you'll see that there'll be, uh, there'll be small gaps um, where the foundational security hasn't been implemented correctly. So what we, what we need to make sure that we do is we, we complete those foundational controls relatively early so that we've got that strong foundation to be able to build our security program uh, further. So, uh, for instance, some of the controls that um, or some of the, the items that people need to focus on are things like policies, are things like, um, you know, validating that those controls are actually set in their environment and that they're uh, cognizant of all of the changes that are happening external to their organisation that could impact or increase um, risks that they have in their organisation. Fantastic. Definitely appreciate that answer. That, that's very well said. And so let's get into the compile platform. And this can be to maybe both of you. Um, what would you say are the key problems that the compile platform solves for organizations? What are the key pa- security pain points that the, the platform addresses? I can take that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're um, compile has a lot of different capabilities and functionalities. And what we really focus on is putting in the fundamentals into an organization. So generally the problem, the, the main problem that we're solving for is we're trying to automate the day-to-day um, operations of, of a security team. Um, most, as we know, security is uh, generally underfunded, under-resourced. It's really hard to get people that are both technical and also on the policy side as well. Um, they're generally quite expensive. They're hard to hire for and they're hard to retain. Um, so this is supposed to be a... Um, a platform that helps alleviate some of those burdens. And what we basically do is um, we let our customers basically uh, pick and choose which, um, you know, which products they want to start with. Um, and it, you know, it usually starts the same way in the sense where, um, you know, we, we might have a problem with vendor management or we might have a problem with, uh, you know, with managing our incidents or, you know, our policies are not, uh, are not all that great. And um, the platform, what it really allows us to do is really streamline all the fundamentals for them. So all the policies, all the vendor management, all the risk management, we put everything into an ISMS or an information security management system, which is taken, the idea is taken from ISO, but it really just works really well across all other frameworks as well and regulations. So literally, Hey, you guys operate, um, you know, you are, operate in uh, in New York, therefore you have to follow the bit license regulation. If you're financial services, you operate in the UK, you have to follow the FC, uh, FCA regulations, you operate, you know, wherever. Um, we have all of those pre-mapped. We put them all into the platform and literally just say, hey, how do you guys actually want to solve for these? Um, you know, let's take a really basic example. Like, you know, most organizations need to have a um, you know, a risk management program. Okay, well, do you guys want to use the platform for that? Because we already have the policy, we already have the risk register, we already have the risk management mitigation platform all around it, all the reporting's there, it comes out of the box. Or do you guys already have something that you guys use internally and you don't want to use it? And therefore, we will just literally create a ticket where we list out exactly what the evidence requirements are based on those regulations, based on those frameworks. They upload it, somebody checks it over on their side, and uh, they say it looks good. And you know that's that's how we stay on top of these things. We try and we try and automate as much as possible. Um, so that sounds like a lot, but we're we've gotten really good at this. We can implement the platform in about uh, in about five days, um, and we're offering PLCs as well. Just out of curiosity, like, are there certain um, types of organizations? And I mean, like like organizations that have like very small security teams. Are there certain uh, sectors where you, where you guys feel like you you have? Uh, more more stickiness or, or or supportive power. Absolutely. So our our sweet spot seems to be the uh, mid tier and small enterprise. 
Um, so what I mean by that is uh, organizations that are generally about 50, uh, 50 to about a thousand um, people. Um, and uh, the the best part, like the reason why that is, is like they're they're just big enough where information security is uh, is becoming a need for them, and um, they're either struggling to hire those, you know, they're struggling to hire a person or a, like a dedicated CISO would cost too much, or the person gets bored and they leave. So again, this is supposed to be supplement uh, supplementing their their workload, and also just uh, we offer the product as a managed service as well. So if the organization you know decides that um, you know they could they could use the platform. I mean, at the end of the day, the platform is a tool for them to use. And if they have the skill sets internally to use it, then great. And we provide all the documentation and we can help them. And if they literally want us to take over, you know, this or that for them, we could do that as well. Um, and that really seems to be the sweet spot um, is, is that mid to small enterprise. That's interesting. And one last quick follow up. <laughs> just just very curious. So is, is the is the buyer, does it tend to be sort of like on the IT side of the house? Is it more so on yep. risk or compliance? Who tends to be sort of the, the, yep. the buyer? Yeah, so we uh, obviously we've been experimenting with this quite a bit, um, and you know we'd love if the CISO were to jump in and say, yeah, you know, <laughs> like all of these features and capabilities, but that's just not the case. Um, we generally go in for like for pain points. So, um, so if the organization has like a risk analyst or a compliance manager or an IT security an IT manager or an infosec analyst um, or security officer, that's usually where we where we come in, and it, it's oh it's always the same thing where it's like you know we're having some problems with like uh, user entitlement reviews. Can you guys help us yep we can do that here you go and then you know uh can you guys also do like uh contract management because we're struggling with that because we don't we keep losing like track of the contracts and we keep getting billed and things are going to renewal yep we can do that here you go here's a way to and then it kind of just builds on that and it's, it's a la carte for uh you know for them to pick and choose what they want so you bring automation to the fundamentals and the daily responsibilities of a CISO and then also it's a little bit like you're you can be an extension support of their security team if you will with with that that kind of that, sum it up that, that's it yeah and um if they're happy to do that it, it, we almost become like a seam but from a you know from a security uh security operations perspective we do integrate with seams as well but like we you know we have all the platforms running we can see like where customers are going out of line where they're missing um you know where they're missing uh regulations or they're gonna they're missing their uh their targets or their like every every customer has a compliance score that we when we onboard them we ask them what their compliance score is ideally and what that actually looks like in their organization and then we we monitor it to make sure that they they stay roughly in line um and and the automated reports are a big thing for us as well we're like no more of this like hey somebody produced an excel sheet every quarter that has random stuff in it that never is consistent <laughs> and no one has any idea what they're looking at uh all this stuff within the compile platform is completely uh it's completely transparent so there's none of this proprietary like we write these queries and like no one knows what they are like it's literally a sql table data gets put into it here's the last timestamp. this is what we've done with what we've done with the data who's looked at it this is the report it went into and the reports are super like super slick and there you can drill down through it if you want power bi integration you can sit over top of it mm -hmm. so you're talking about a compliance score and i'm thinking about the frameworks that that are included uh, yep. that are taken into account with the platform can you can you give us a quick bullet point list of the frameworks that uh, are encompassed in the platform and and what this compliance score is is based on? I'm assuming one of yeah, the absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the compliance score can be made up of uh, of quite a number of different things. So um, generally, what we do is on the information security management system, we lay out all of the diff all of the high level controls. So for example, um, if just sticking with this like risk management uh, framework, right? So that would be a high level uh, ISMS um, 
ISMS item. In that high-level ISMS item, you would have, you know, we make sure that we uh, review the policy on um, at least an annual basis. We make sure that risks go on the risk register, they're reviewed. Um, if they're accepted, they go up for an uh, acceptable for residual risk goes out to the appropriate owner. Um, if they're overdue, notifications go out. If they're uh, coming up to overdue, the notifications go out. If risk thresholds are exceeded, you know, just things that sound super easy and everyone should be doing them, but they're not because, again, fundamentals, the, you know, they fall through the cracks. Um, all of those things are tied to high level risk management program. And then those are tied back into, you know, if they have a SOC 2 or a SOC 1, or if they have uh, ISO, um, you know, 27001 or 27005, um, if they are following regulations, so if they need like GDPR, CCPA, um, uh, if, you know, if they need any of the NIST, uh, NIST framework, so from CSF to, you know, 171, whatever they want. Um, and then where the regulations come, the regulations are more strict in the sense that once, uh, once you know, those are falling through the cracks and those kind of go off um, as big alerts saying, you know, we've missed this or we're not going to be able to comply with this. Um, um, but that that ISMS item has a compliance score and that compliance score then goes directly to the overall compliance score. So every item in the ISMS has a compliance score. Um, all of the assets have a compliance score. All the vendors have a compliance score. Um, and basically that's, you know, vendor management. We go out to the vendors. They're not, uh, you know, they're not meeting our expectations three years in a row. Their, their uh, compliance score is, you know, 50%. Um, and then that all makes up the general overall um, compliance score um, to the organization. So it's, 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 it's just a gauge to let to let us know and let them know like generally how they're doing and if they're falling below a certain threshold they can drill down into it and see where they actually are that's awesome it's it's basically a stoplight uh for risk right like let's take everything in your organization put a risk on it and then understand what position you're in at any one time right mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, the coolest part is like our customers are now using it in ways that we never like really imagined where like they can actually see like this department or this user, like specifically not to call it users, but they do like, you know, this this department is like consistently missing like, um, you know, these things that they're supposed to be doing or like all of these user entitlement reviews are getting left behind or like this particular department has like a, a massive issue with phishing and awareness training that they're not completing it. And they can actually see all of this stuff in real time and drill down into it and kind of decide like this person needs to be, you know, uh, helped or, um, you know, we need to invest more money into like, uh, you know, the fun, the financial services part of the business, because like, they're not following the procedures. And like, um, so like it, it, the really cool part of all of this is like the ability to trend all that data over a period of time, like, you know, see all like Q1, we were at like, you know, 20% uh, compliance, we're at like 80%. This is what's happened throughout the year. Like, these are the people that are responsible for the most, like most most responsible for it like the the insight is the um is the really neat part of it so you're providing visibility across the information security uh program there which is awesome so that you can get those actionable insights uh in real time i love that yeah exactly and so i you know we have we have this much time and i want to cover this much ground here so let's try to squish it together so for, for simon and, and stas both of you um how do you convey this message uh, beyond the actual security team to the to maybe the people who are cutting the checks at organizations to go, OK, what 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 would be like the one liner that you would entitle the, the platform in terms of the of the benefit for the organization um, at the leadership level? Do you do you have um, maybe an approach for that? So our, the tagline that we've got is continuous compliance. OK. Um, and then, you know, that, that entails into, uh, continuous improvement. Um, this is, this is an incremental, you know, this is an in incremental, um, 
uh, incremental improvement um, function, right? I mean, things change in this space faster than almost any other space, especially given, I mean, look at chat GPT, right? I mean, that's just, that's just changing everything. Um, so the fact that like having a tool um, and not continuously updating it or um, having a team that supports it, it, everything, things fall through the crack and they're going to, they're going to continue to fall through the crack. So continuous compliance um, is, is generally how we, it's generally how we, we classify the product, um, but also just giving visibility to others in the, you know, in the organization. Because if you have access to compile and compile is integrated, then you can see, you know, HR can see IT, IT can see HR, finance can see, um, you know, both, if that's what the organization wants them to do. Yep. No, that's, it's really, that's it's really well shifting it and making everyone responsible for it, right? Like we're, we're shifting the responsibility from the, the CISOs and the security teams to everyone because everyone is responsible for risk because everyone is responsible to make sure that data is safe and that um, their employees are well-trained and everything else for that matter. All of those foundational controls is everyone's responsibility. I love it. I love it. That's that, that really influences a culture I would imagine as well, like a neat, a needle right. mover on the cultural right. side. Yep. Now, gentlemen, I couldn't help but notice that one thing that stood out to me the most is that you have a free assessment. Um, that was music to my ears. And I would love to know what is that free assessment? What's included in that? And how do folks uh, access that assessment? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we do a number of things. So with the free assessment, um, we um, it's, it's a baseline assessment, which is uh, it's, it's essentially a questionnaire um, of, uh, the maturity of your organization. Um, from there, it gives you a, a high level overview of what your organization looks like in comparison to some of your peers and colleagues, or some of your peers um, in your verticals and in your spaces. But best part is if you also give us uh, access into um, into your integrations, we can actually give you a, a quick uh, a quick overview how well things are configured. Also against benchmarks, um, so CIS benchmarks, CSF, um, and basically tell you, you know, this is this is well configured it's not well configured everything has to be taken with a grain of salt because we're not going to do you know we're not going to go into the um you know the uh the nitty-gritty but it's just supposed to be like hey this is where this is where you guys stand in comparison to um you know to the rest of um your peers and um and in your vertical we must talk more about that in yes. the future yeah <laughs> <laughs> check it out it doesn't um like it's um yeah if anyone wants to check it out um sign up on on the website um you know we'd be more than happy, happy to talk to anybody thank yeah. you so much fantastic this has just been tremendous energy um from you both staz and simon thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast today and for our viewers and listeners if your money was on staz as the one who has the baby you are correct <laughs> um so uh, uh like i said thank you both for joining us has been an absolutely fantastic conversation thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it and thank you again for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Awesome. Thanks thank you for having me. Awesome. And Krish and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Awesome convo. Really cool to have people in New York and Australia on the podcast at the same time. Uh, Triangulating with Vancouver. <laughs> Key takeaway for you? Uh, continuous compliance, which brings continuous improvement. I love the visibility that their platform brings uh, between departments. So you can see and get actionable insight in real time. Absolutely. And I, I love how they were talking about, again, to your point there, bringing visibility to the forefront, making security more manageable for those mid-sized organizations that are struggling to deal with the security problem right now. So 
absolutely fantastic conversation. Uh, thank you both to Staz and uh, Simon uh, from Compile for joining us on the podcast today. And as always, a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss an episode, do check the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page and or check out old episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Till next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.